when you are in recovery and are actively trying to stop micromanaging food and gain a sense of flexibility around eating, the very last thing you need to hear is to chew slowly or put your fork down between bites. Welcome to Live Label Free, the podcast where we talk about all things eating disorder recovery, autism, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I'm your host, Livia Sarah, and my mission is to inspire individuals from across the globe to live a life in which they feel fulfilled and free from limiting labels. I am so excited to have you here and cannot wait to dive into the episode. Okay, we need to talk about the term mindful eating. Honestly, the term just makes me want to cringe. Mindful eating is the very last thing you should be focusing on if you are in recovery from a restrictive eating disorder. I can obviously only ever speak from personal experience, but throughout my illness, I was way too damn mindful of every bite I put into my mouth. My days revolved around planning what I was going to eat, how I was going to eat it, whether I should eat out of a bowl or off a plate, which of my small spoons I should use to maximally enjoy the experience of eating. Hell, I would even plan what I would be wearing while eating. Basically, I was just trying to do anything and everything in my power to make the circumstances around food perfect. I know I say I speak from personal experience, but I also know I am not the only one who did this, and perhaps you still do. So many of my clients, as well as community on Instagram, have shared with me that when you are stuck in an eating disorder, anything and everything involving food or eating becomes some kind of special ritual. Food becomes a precious resource, and we therefore cherish any time we finally allow ourselves to eat it. This ritualizing of a basic human need, however, comes from a scarcity mindset. Ultimately, our brains will only see things as special or precious when they are of limited availability. Just think about birthdays. We literally celebrate birthdays because there's only one time you turn a certain age. Or weddings. We do everything we can to plan the perfect wedding because it's a once in a lifetime event. We cherish holidays with our family when we live far apart because those are the moments that only come once or twice a year before we have to say goodbye again. All of these events are truly precious, so we do everything in our power to enjoy them to the max. Food, however, isn't supposed to be special. Of course, there are times and places when food is special, such as at special events, but every bite you take in a day is not supposed to be ritualized like some holy ceremony, because it isn't. Food is a basic human need, and we would literally die without it. But because you deprive yourself of food, your body perceives food to be a scarce resource. And as I explain in depth in my brand new course, Extremely Hungry to Completely Satisfied, our brain will obsess over things we believe to be scarce. All that to say, I believe the core of eating disorder recovery and ending your obsession around food comes down to shifting your mindset. 
Instead of coming from a place of restriction and limitation, recovery entails you to come from a place of abundance and empowerment. Because when we look at life through a lens of abundance, meaning food is abundant too, it loses its power over you. Food no longer controls your life, but simply becomes a part of your life, as it should be. This life, a life that doesn't revolve around food, may seem unimaginable for you right now. You've gotten so used to planning your life around exercise and eating routines that you may fear giving that up. What will come in the place of your eating disorder? What if you end up feeling empty inside? Because the human brain is so averse to change, we often choose to stay in a life that we hate. Even if we're absolutely miserable, at least it's safe and at least it's what we know. However, change is the only constant in life. The only thing we can truly always rely on is that we are always changing. I mean, literally, our cells are never not dividing and multiplying. For those of us neurodivergent individuals, as well as people with the genetics for eating disorders, I know more than anyone that accepting change is so freaking hard. We cling to rituals and routines because they provide us with that safety net to deal with the ever-changing outer world. But change only becomes suffering when you resist the change, because resisting the change means staying stuck in limiting beliefs. So yes, letting go of your eating disorder will require you to change. It means taking action to break free from rigid rituals and routines around food so you can feel at ease when it comes to eating. No more overthinking what the perfect food is to eat or what the perfect circumstances are because eating is no longer perceived as a rare or special occasion. If you could truly eat whatever and whenever you wanted, if food was abundant, there would be no need to eat perfectly because if the food doesn't taste good, then guess what? You can eat something else. And this is where I feel this whole concept of mindful eating can be so harmful in recovery. When you are in recovery and are actively trying to stop micromanaging food and gain a sense of flexibility around eating, the very last thing you need to hear is to chew slowly or put your fork down between bites. So if mindful eating is the complete opposite of what's helpful in recovery, why do so many people talk about it and what should you focus on instead? I want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about one of my absolute favorite ways to consistently nourish my body as a busy gal, and that is with Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is a plant-based meal delivery service that creates products built on fruits and veggies. With the fast pace of our lives nowadays, it can be so difficult to find the time to consistently hit up the farmer's market or stock up on fresh foods, let alone spend hours in the kitchen planning out your meals or cooking. But being busy or short on time is never an excuse to skimp out on fueling your body, especially if it can be as easy as having fresh food delivered straight to your doorstep. 
Whether you're craving a specific flavor, have dietary restrictions such as vegan, gluten-free, or paleo, Daily Harvest has got your back. From superfood smoothies to flavorful harvest bowls to veggie-packed flatbreads to opals to snack bites to vegan ice cream and so much more, Daily Harvest has over 85 options to choose from. I absolutely love the broccoli and cheese with a Z harvest bowl and the cauliflower and leek stew paired with some plant-based protein and toast for a satisfying lunch or dinner. Or how about their carrot cinnamon smoothie that tastes like carrot cake for breakfast? Whether you are in need of a nutritious start to your day, an in-between meeting lunch, or are just feeling snacky for their bites, all Daily Harvest products are completely free of refined sugars, gluten, fillers, preservatives, or artificial anything. You can now get up to $40 off Daily Harvest by using my code LIVELABELFREE at checkout. Just head over to daily-harvest.com and use the code Live label free, like the name of this podcast, at checkout for up to $40 off your order. I have no doubt you'll love Daily Harvest as much as I do. Now, let's get back to the episode. To answer that question, I think it's first important to establish that we are on the same page as to what mindful eating is. Because the term is quite subjective and there's a lot of nuance to it depending on the person or source talking about it, there were also a ton of different definitions I found when Google searching what mindful eating is. Unfortunately, the term mindful eating isn't clearly defined in the dictionary. Oh well. However, when it comes to a definition that is pretty much shared across the board, mindful eating can be defined as being fully attentive to your food. This means using all of your senses to achieve a state of full presence with your experiences, cravings, and physical cues around eating. So then when you think about what this looks like, or rather what you will find when Google searching how to eat mindfully is a laundry list of tips ranging from listening to your body and stopping when you are full to eating without distractions or eating in silence to focusing on how food makes you feel. I honestly don't even know where to begin when it comes to unpacking how unhelpful these quote-unquote tips are, but I'll start off with the physical aspect mentioned, and that is to listen to your body and honor your hunger and fullness. I think we can all agree on the fact that engaging in disordered behaviors totally fucks up your hunger and fullness cues. This is another one of those topics that I get into real deep in my extreme hunger course, so I highly encourage you to enroll in my course if you are looking for a step-by-step guide that teaches you the science behind healing your relationship with food and everything that comes with recovery so you can take data-driven action that actually gives you results. I don't tell you to just honor your hunger and stop when you're full because that was the most meaningless thing anyone could have ever told me during my own recovery. My course, Extremely Hungry to Completely Satisfied, provides you with tangible tips and addresses the root cause of your disordered relationship around food and weight so you can uproot the unhealthy behaviors and build a strong and healthy foundation towards 
full recovery. The direct link to my course can be found in the description below or just head over to livelabelfree.com forward slash extreme dash hunger dash course. I am so, so, so excited for you to embark on this journey to making peace with food and paving your unique path to the land of satisfaction. On top of the fact that ignoring your physical and mental hunger cues for so long messes them up, it is incredibly ableist to assume that everyone can just listen to their body and eat when they're hungry and stop when they're full. As I explained in my podcast episode, Interoception in Autism and Anorexia, individuals with autism and or comorbid eating disorders often lack interoceptive awareness or the ability to sense and understand inner cues. This innate ability to even sense bodily cues such as hunger and fullness in the first place would make it quite difficult to just honor your hunger, don't you think? Furthermore, this interoceptive perspective also helps explain why mindful eating tips such as focusing on how food makes you feel and bringing all the senses to the meal is just so unaccommodating for neurodivergence and people struggling with eating disorders because we are literally unable to understand how we feel and clearly not all of our senses work properly. Now I want to touch on some tips regarding the mental side of mindful eating such as eating in silence and without distractions. I'm going to be completely upfront with you in saying that I never eat without distractions. Not because I want to be busy or don't like my food, because trust me, I do, but because eating in silence makes me hella anxious. I'm a born overthinker, and I think it's safe to say that most people with eating disorders and most people on the spectrum are. I actually shared a recent episode on the correlation between autism, anorexia, and anxiety in which this concept of interoception comes back again, so I definitely recommend adding that episode or video to your list of to listen or to watch after this one. Anyways, when I was still trying to navigate my way through the abundance of vague tools provided to me in recovery, mindful eating being one of them, I felt this pressure that I had to be able to eat in utter silence. It was honestly like torture for me. Eating the food was hard enough and then having to also sit with the eating disorder thoughts in the silence? Like seriously, this is the most ridiculous way to encourage someone to make peace with food in recovery. Distracting yourself while eating is such a helpful tool because it turns down the volume on those eating disorder thoughts during an already difficult moment. Personally, I love to watch Netflix, read, or just mindlessly scroll Instagram, or perhaps you were watching this video while you're eating breakfast. If you are, let me know in the comments because that would totally make my day. But yep, I know this is going directly against what literally every intuitive eating coach or mindful eating dietitian tells you to do on Instagram, but everyone is so different and what's helpful for one can be completely harmful for the next. This leads me directly to my last point on mindful eating, which is about extending the duration of eating. When I read tips along the lines of put your fork down between bites and chew slowly and take a certain number of bites before swallowing, I am honestly so appalled. I mean, I don't know about you listening to this or if you're watching on YouTube, but 
During my eating disorder, I was a pro at slow eating. I swear, even a snail could have probably eaten faster than me. All jokes aside though, I really had to retrain myself to eat faster in recovery. Eating at a snail's pace was one of those things that had simply become a habit that I had to take consistent action to eat faster in order to neurally rewire those pathways in my brain. Whereas I understand that slowing down eating can be helpful when it comes to gaining an understanding of whether or not you are full and should keep eating or not, this mindful approach to eating is a total mind fuck for those of us who are already way too hyper aware of the way we eat. Like, I'm sorry, but when I was going through recovery, the last thing I wanted to think about while I was eating was overthinking whether or not I should keep on eating. With all that said, what should you do if mindful eating isn't it? Well, first of all, I'm never going to tell you what you should do because that is your business. But what I can say is that if you truly want to break free from your eating disorder and create new healthy habits that support a lifetime of happiness and fulfillment, you have to eat in a way that is opposite to the way in which your eating disorder wants you to eat. I believe mindful eating is often used as a socially acceptable way to mask and perpetuate disordered behaviors just like veganism, going to the gym every day, and all the other socially acceptable behaviors people do that they know are just an excuse to stay sick. Taking small bites, eating slowly, and saying you're full so that you can stop eating because you're quote unquote listening to your body is exactly what your eating disorder wants. But what your eating disorder wants is the opposite of what you want. So here's your permission to do what you want. Eat really freaking fast. Eat past physical fullness to satisfy your mental hunger. Watch YouTube videos while eating. As long as you are brutally honest with yourself and are going against the eating disorder, you don't have to follow any silly tips some mindful eating coach gave you online. And that's all I have for you today, my friend. If you enjoyed this video, be sure to like and subscribe if you are watching on YouTube or if you are listening to the podcast, screenshot this episode, share it to your IG stories, and tag me at live label free. I believe this message of mindful eating being harmful needs more recognition and acceptance and your sharing of this episode or video helps give other people that permission that they do not need to eat mindfully. I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode. Bye bye now!